episode 32. I'm Todd. This is the famous AJ. Hello. And here we are doing something a little different. As That's I said right. earlier, we have gone back to the future. What do you mean, Todd? I mean that we have went back to our roots in the past, <laughs> but we are here in the future. I love this. Of the past. Crazy concepts. Hey. Yeah. No, no, so no. anyway, in all, in all seriousness, although everything I just said was completely serious, we have... Oh, man. This is starting well. Yep. We've kind of went back to... Uh, we want to try something a little different. Yeah. Different. Uh, I actually starting. personally really enjoy this setup, so hopefully you guys enjoy it as much as I do. If you wonder what we mean, some of you that have been maybe long-time viewers but yeah. haven't been around since the very beginning, if you go back to episode probably one through, I don't even know, 10, 20, yeah, who knows, uh, 10, you're going to see... Um, something similar, except all we had was a stool. That's right. And not a table. So yes. the next few weeks, um, we're actually going to have even more changes in the studio for the web series. We will have chairs. They're going to be very comfy chairs. Very I look forward, excited. For very chairs. excited myself. A nice table. So we're really kind of revamping the studio. So I'm excited. We want to. We just want people to be able to see the videos and immediately know that's the live. That's episode. That's one of the web series episodes. Yes, etc. That's great. That's important, right? Oh, absolutely. Because there is a distinction between you know how they're run. So yeah, should have a different look as well. Different feel, different look. That's right. But the same people. <laughs> Ding. Yeah. So um, yeah, we're excited to see you guys. What is real talk? Real talk is an opportunity um, for us to just we're kind of letting in in our world and really talk about God, life, the Bible, and. Um, how that kind of fits all together. You know, sometimes it's one thing to to read scripture and to do this Christianity thing. If you're watching, you're not a Christian. You know, that sometimes we think that it can come off like Christians don't have to think through things anymore. They act like they have all the answers. You know, the truth is we do have a lot of answers, but we still have to figure out life and kind of, you know, how do we apply the principles, um, you know, that scripture teaches us to our life. What does it mean to live and follow, to live like and follow Jesus? What does it mean to be saved? All these kind of things. So uh, earlier on, uh, a lot of them were questions. So yes. we're going to get we're going to actually answer some of those this spring out of a sermon series that we do every six to twelve weeks, in which live on the spot in the congregation, a link pops up um, from the congregation on their phone. They can shoot a question, and we answer it live right then and there. Yes, you know the kinds of questions a lot of times people are uncomfortable asking uh, publicly. Right? That's right. Yes. So, up above, I believe in these videos it's above, right? Yes. Up be. above, you're going to see a link, www.theremnant.live slash real-talk. If you click that link, it's going to pop up a box, form-fillable box. Go ahead and write your question. Could be a topic. And guess what? It'll shoot into a database completely anonymously. Couldn't find you if we tried. And there, you know, as we joke about a lot, there's at least one question we certainly tried uh, early <laughs> on. Um, but yeah, we, we, we can't find you. So, you know, we would love to have you shoot us a a question or a topic, and um, yeah, you're helping our ministry, but also maybe it'll bless you as we That's talk right. about that. That's right, absolutely. Um, I like the idea, you know, of real talk because, and you mentioned it, it actually popped in my head as you were talking, was, uh, I feel like the difference between uh, knowing of Jesus and following Jesus is having these kind of real talks, you know, because these are the kind of talks and discussions that really, you know, push you to be better in your faith and be stronger in your faith, and you know, and, and when... When, and you've mentioned this before, when you don't have Christians talking about some of the things we've talked about, who gives that answer to the world? And that's not always the best answer. Yeah. So it's yeah. really good, man. Truly a blessing to be part of this and just have this be a thing. So it's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. You brought that up again. In the absence of a response to a question or topic, if the church isn't afraid or is afraid to answer it, the world certainly will. Yes. And we all know, you know, 
more. Scripture tells us in what we see in the world that a lot of times, more often than not, that's not going to be the truth. So that's kind of it. Um, yeah, and you know, another thing I was thinking as you are saying this, we sort of talked about this today. We had some business in Fort Wayne today uh, for the church. Yep. And on the way, we kind of had this discussion and talking, you kind of brought up again of how easy it is to get lost in sort of, we both kind of discussed how easy it is to get lost in talking about things that in the moment seem important. Yeah. But they're not, right? And, and it doesn't mean there's not a place for silliness or for, you know, popular culture things. Sure. But, you know, I was telling someone last week that conversations like this to me are life-giving. And what I mean by that is they, you know, they, they remind me of what life is. They fill that part of my heart that needs that kind of discussion. Yes. So, you know, if anything else, hopefully this is an opportunity, whether you're listening in a car, while you're driving, or whether you're watching, you know, just to, to, to have those same kind of conversations and the way that I imagine this and I think you do too is you're right here with us that's right sitting yes. here with a chair having these conversations and in fact you can comment even even though this is filmed ahead of time yeah you can comment and we interact and we see those comments we interact with them so um, we would love to you know hopefully this just blesses you like it blesses us absolutely man agreed so, we usually start this off by trying to kind of check in and see how life's going so how's life been last week how, how you doing it's been really good man I uh <clears throat> I feel like for a while, and this has kind of been a repeated theme throughout, you know, real talk, you know, as we open these shows up and we talk about our lives in general, is I feel like I kind of hit this weird plateau of um, not opening up as well as I used to, and I know that was really convicting for me because I remember when I first started coming around, especially when I first started getting plugged in and started to really like walk life out with people like you or anybody else, you know, running the house people. Um, I was very transparent, and I kind of felt myself, my, my, myself, I felt myself uh, slipping, kind of slowly fading away from that transparency. And it's been really good though, because in the past week or two, uh, actually, kind of since I've been back from my vacation, uh, I've I've felt that transparency come back, and I felt that that uh, that weight has kind of been lifted. Of like, uh, for some reason, when you when you feel like you need to share something, and sometimes you don't because that weird weight comes on, and people are you know no matter. What you share with somebody or how close you are, you still have that that doubt that they may they may turn on you or they may <laughs> think too much. You know, they may think you're too much or any anything like that. You know, so it's been really relieving to be able to just sit and be like, you know what, this is what's on my mind for real. You know, and whether that's a struggle or whether that's just an idea, a doubt, a fear, whatever it is, or even if it's just a praise, man, that's one thing we forget about a lot is praises, dude. Like we forget to talk about the good. We talk mm -hmm. about the bad a lot, and that, that's good, it's healthy, like, to let people know, you know, like, what's going on in your life, sure, yeah, absolutely, but, man, life is just full of so many blessings that you forget about them sometimes, because they can be, something that can be so small can mean so much later, and you forget about that, you know, so, it's just, I've been in a really good place, and, uh, I hope that can help you guys, too, just, you know, think, you know, more about the blessings in your life sometimes, rather than just all the negatives, because I can get so caught up in the negatives, um, so, man, just so many small blessings, and uh, I'm just, man, I'm, I'm in a good place, so. Yeah, it's funny that we do that, um, when you said, you know, when I came and started talking to me or certain people, you were really open, and then, yeah, even though they may not have done anything to make you doubt that. That's right, yes. Once time, as time passes, you slip back into that of, well, what if they do? Mm-hmm. And you know, man, honestly, if I'm being transparent, this is, I don't mean this arrogantly, but I think it, 
I think it comes off that way. So I believe that I'm 100% trustworthy. And I believe that because I'm so passionate about creating an environment where people can be real and honest yes. about their struggles, their, um, their shame, all those kind of things. Yes. But I don't believe anyone else is. Mm. So, you know, I want to be a place of trust, but I don't offer trust easily still. That makes sense. And, um, mm. you know, I, I've said this before and I've read it and somewhere and, you know, preached on it. You know, trust is a gift. You have to give it. Someone can't earn trust. Mm. You can't because at what point do you say, okay, now I trust them. You, you don't. It's a gift, and you see what they do with that gift. And if they ruin it or kick it or drop it, then, yeah, you take right. it back. But you have to do that initial hard step right. of offering that and saying, here's my trust. You know, this is what I'm – please protect it. Please don't hurt it, you know, whatever. So um, I get that, man. And it's – it's. I don't know. Sometimes I feel the same way Yeah. as far as I don't – how much of myself do I really share? That's right. And yeah, what am I exactly. – fr- what am I afraid of? There's certain areas that I'm just afraid right, to share because the truth is, the real truth is, there are people that um, are not trustworthy with that. And But the problem is is that we let those people ruin it for the people that would, would be. be trustworthy. That's yeah. right. So, that makes a lot of sense, man. It's kind of like that, living in that, that, that paranoia of not... Yeah, I think that's a good way have, to put have, it. Having to really try to pick and choose who you think is going to be trustworthy of this information or whatever it is. you know. That, yeah. And that's the problem with trying to make them earn it because I think you even know in your own mind that I don't really have a level at which point I feel comfortable with you earning it. <laughs> you know, it's not like, okay, when they get to 10 earn points, then they can get a trust point, you know. Right. We don't have that. Nope. And so you're, it's just, well, maybe next time and next time. And, mm-hmm. and the truth is the most trustworthy person can make you feel like they betrayed that. Mm. You know, and does, yes. that, does that mean they're not trustworthy or does that mean they had a moment of... And also, I think what you said, what makes them not trustworthy, I think it's this fear of them turning on you or taking this intimate knowledge they have of you and using it against you. That's terrifying. Yeah. I think back, man, of like, even like on like my past, I'm like, man, there's some people out there that know some crazy things about me. Like, they could do so many things to me if they wanted to. Yeah. It's, it's scary. I have a friend who knows everything about me. I haven't really talked to him deeply in probably two years. Yeah. But, uh, you know, that's one of those things. And the truth is, I know things about him too, man. I know yeah. his wife. And what was weird, I think I told you this, we reconnected. This is such actually perfect because this fits what you just described. I know everything about this guy except yeah. for the past two years. I know every – and I know this. I'm, people are like, sure, no, trust me. Like, I know I know because the things he told me, there would be no point for him not to tell me other things. And vice versa, he knows my stuff. And, uh, man, that friendship was so cool. And so, I mean, he was my – he is – was my brother – but when we reconnect after two years, that it was so strange that I walked into it thinking, wait, we're at the same level we were before. And I felt this kind of pushback of professionalism, right? Or mm. or like the typical, yeah, you know, and I, I even said to him, I think I told him, I was like, this is me. Right. Why are you, why, mm-hmm. this is me. I know you. Why are we back here? And the truth is, I don't think that's that normal of him. It's in the absence of that daily connection that you start to go, yes. Maybe they've changed, or maybe mm-hmm. you sort of forget what they already know about you. Yeah, <laughs> it's very, it's sense. very interesting. I think it does make sense because I think it also speaks into other things other than even just relationships. It speaks to I think almost anything and everything. The longer you're away from something, the more it naturally fades. Mm-hmm. And no matter how deep of a connection you have, whether that's a person, a thing, anything, I think it just it tends to fade. And I don't know if that if that process of fading is us taking something for granted, or if that's I don't know. But it's interesting. It's, and it, like you said, it doesn't matter 
how deep you seem to get with somebody or they what they know about you, the long the farther you're away from them and the longer you go without speaking or having any sort of relationship, it that trust or even that or who you guys used to be, like it just it just it gets farther away. It's really weird, man. And I don't know why that is. I mean, I know I've done the same thing with people though before. You know, people who are closer with me, I tend to not be as, as real with them because I don't see them as much. Mm-hmm. You know, which and is, that's it's probably some, it's probably natural and not wrong. It's just right. It is weird. Yes. Like said, so yeah. Mm. But yeah, that, that's just kind of how I've been doing, man. And I think another thing, just to give you guys, you know, another glimpse, you know, into my mind is I've been reflecting a lot lately on relationships, like like past relationships, whether that be you know friendships, uh, or you know even like you know you know uh, romantic relationships, anything like that. I've been kind of reflecting on those, thinking like, man. It's weird how sentimental of a person I am and how, how much you hold on to those things. Um, and how much you actually are thinking about them without even realizing you're thinking about them. Because then the, when the moment you actually decide to consciously focus on it, you're like, whoa! And it's almost overwhelming sometimes. And yeah, that's just odd, dude. And like that's that's been something that's been hitting me a lot lately. So, uh yeah, that's just, I guess, I gave them a positive, but there's also something there just to think, like, you know, I can relate to people in the sense of sen- being sentimental, and that's even other things, even, that's not even just people or, rela- you know, relationships, it's even, like, you know, baseball or whatever, home my hometown, just anything like that, I just, I hold on to memories a lot. So do I, I'm very, uh, I tend to idealize the past, mm-hmm. so, which kind of ties in, we've talked about the last couple of weeks about if you you miss what you have, but then when you look back on it, you're like, that was the best time ever. But when you're in it, you don't think of it that way. Exactly. Um, so, yeah, I get it. It's interesting. Not in, We've talked clearly about this. I'm yes. sentimental, too. And it's, it's hard not to be. And I, I, I get what you meant when you said, when I think about it, it's almost overwhelming. Because I think I run from it, too. Like, mm-hmm. I have these moments of thought. I'm like, I'm not going to think about that. Yeah. Because it makes me sad. Well, you've blown my mind, too, of thinking, like, you know, we're living right now, like, in this in this moment, and then, you know, a couple of years from now, we're going to look back and go, like, oh, that was probably the same thing, right? It was the best time. I wish exactly. I was there again. You yes. Know? So, it's, it kind of brings a new light of how to, like, you know, a new light in how to live in the moment mm-hmm. and appreciate what you have, you know, mm-hmm. now. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, that's another thing, but that's, that's I guess that's what I have for now. Yeah. We're good. Yeah. <laughs> I'm doing okay. I had... Last week, I think I talked about this. I mean, I was in a real, just I had a really good week for the majority of the week uh, mm-hmm. in my spiritual life, my walk with God. If you're a non Christian, it's going to sound hokey, but it's real. And um, just the realization that He loves me. And, and, and also, we have a sermon series, a real short one, um, called The Good Life. And starting to think back through the times in my life that were good, even in my faith, and realizing the lies I live out of now compared to the simple truths I lived out of then. Um, so, for instance, lies I can subtly live out of now is God's waiting to punish me. He's waiting for me to mess up. God is um, loves me, but doesn't really want to. You know, those kind of thoughts. I mean, now, I believe he does to everyone else. That's the weird, hokey thing about it, or the weird, strange thing about it. With that being said, though, the weird thing kind of happened Sunday into Monday. I was having a really good time. And so, as I'm getting ready to talk about the good life, I start having these really negative self-thoughts. Now, here's the interesting thing. I don't know if it's a... I think it is a byproduct of doing what he said and being in prayer and in the Word, but I started, instead of living out of those, yeah. 
So I notice them. Okay, so for instance, if this room is my mind, normally they're just, it happens so subtly, they sneak in these thoughts that all of a sudden before I know it, they're just part of the background affecting things, but I don't even know they were never there. Mm. Okay, now that day, what was so weird is I felt them knocking at the door and like in, in the room and I was like, I don't actually believe that, but here's this thought and this feeling. Yeah. Threat, and the thought was threatening to make me feel a certain way, right? Hmm. Depressed. Does this make sense? Yep. So it was, re- it was really interesting to be in this weird place of, I'm, I wouldn't say I feel down, but I could be if I wasn't aware of, excuse me, aware of these, these thoughts, which a lot of my life, I think I live unaware of them because I'm not, you know, walking with God in, in the sense of, I mean, I'm walking with God, but not in the way that I think he wants to walk with us intimately yeah. and you know, we have a tendency to believe that God doesn't really speak to us anymore at all or guide us beyond Scripture. He certainly does. And before you freak out, I believe the Scripture is the final authority on anything. So I don't believe God, the Spirit's prompting or leading, will ever contradict God's Word. However, you know, Jesus himself said, I will send you a counselor of the Holy Spirit who will guide you and comfort you. Mm-hmm. And I think we, we feel lost a lot because we're like, well, I have the Bible, but I don't know what to do in day-to-day moments. And I believe, and I'm going to talk about that the Holy Spirit is guiding us, even day-to-day things. Mm-hmm. We just are so, we turn the noise up so loud. Yep. So that's that's part of it. And with that, kind of topically actually, out of topic, I think I'm really wrestling with the idea of God's love for us. And not not that idea, but I think that, man, I'm trying to put this in words, because this is very raw. Yesterday I thought about this a ton. I haven't even told you any mm-hmm. of this. So I was thinking about, okay, I want you to think about the person that loves you the most in this world. Okay. You can say, this person loves me. Hopefully you have one. Hopefully you have one. If you don't, imagine it. But if you know, beyond a shadow of a doubt, a lot of people say, my mom or my grandma or right. you know, whatever, maybe your husband or wife. You know they love you. You don't have a doubt of that. You may have moments. God loves you better than they do. Yep. Okay? So stay with me. Now, if you have a son and your son is uh, has a has a is is a back talker doesn't listen screams you throws a fit what would you say to a parent who says I've gotta I gotta break that will I gotta break that pride who would throw them in a closet and lock them in there give them enough food to live but lock them in the closet for a week if you actually heard that what would you think That's what's the word we have for that it's abuse yeah But when we talk to people, I will tell you that when something happens in your life, that that is God loving you. He loves you enough, AJ, that he's going to break your pride by making you miserable. Mm -hmm. Stay with me. So we have this. So so in that case, if I'm saying that, then I'm saying that I love better than God loves. Mm -hmm. So when I say you've heard me say giving God excuses, we make excuses for God. So bad things happen in life. And because we don't, we can't understand how God is both sovereign and good, we just sort of mix them together and say, well, when bad things happen to you, AJ, it's God disciplining you, not punishing you, even though I'm describing it as the same way. Does this yeah. make sense? Yeah, I'm with you. I, I'm, I don't, I, I think there's something wrong there. Hmm. So where I've landed on this, I don't know yet, but I think, I don't love better than God. There are things in this world that all of humanity beyond Whenever I say that, there's of course going to be people. Culturally, we all know certain things are loving. That's why we like stories. We hear stories that will make us cry because it's the ultimate sacrifice of love. Yeah. What are you saying 
And so, for instance, the majority of societies in the world, humanity would say to take a son, and maybe it's true. If I took, if I took my, if I had a son, I took him and he was prideful, and I put him in a closet. All I did was um, feed him water and food, so he lived. But I didn't let him out of the closet. And then, if I let him out a year later, would his pride be broken? Probably. Yes. Would he? Could I condition him to love me because I brainwash him? Right? I love you. This. Absolutely. Okay. So in a way, I could use. So why can't we use the same excuse for ourselves? I'm just loving them because I'm getting rid of this bad quality in them by hurting them. Do you see what I'm saying? It's a subtle thing. It's a yeah. subtle, and maybe this is too deep and subtle for even real talk. But what I'm trying to say is that's a subtle thing in your mind. What are we really saying to people about God when we say that God is going to hurt you miserably to to change you for the good? Now, there's a difference between when we tell people that God uses all things for the good of those who believe, yeah. that we live in a sinful world, because I'll give you the answer I've, le- I've come to. I certainly know, I don't have a problem with that when it's like sin issues, okay? So, I mean, when I when it's like a product of the world. So, I don't think about disease. I know that's a product of the brokenness of sin, you know, circumstances. But when something happens, um, so let's take a church. This is easy, right? We've talked about this before. Let's say you have someone in your church, a uh, church leader that steals from the congregation. And so this congregation kicks him out, mm-hmm. and then they tell everybody in town that he is a thief. Yeah. And then they, um, his wife, they tell his wife that she now has reason to divorce him and all this stuff. So he's like, whatever, this could happen, right? Sure. He thinks he, you know. You're this, you're that, you need to beg. And then he goes, and one guy does agree to talk to him and says, listen, you have to understand, this is just God fixing that desire you have to steal. And he has to do that by what? Causing you all of that? Does that, why do we say that God loves, if we can't understand at all the what love is, mm-hmm. does that sound patient? Does that sound kind? No. So, but do we not subtly tell people and tell ourselves that that's what God does to us? Does that make sense? Yeah. Well, or am I crazy? Have you no, ever heard no, of this, this kind of this thought? This makes me think of Job. Yeah. His friends. Well, his friends talked to him about that too, right? They told him that this is all happening. Some of them did. Yeah, I agree. Hmm. So, coming back to that, I'm not even worried about necessarily other people right now. I'm thinking about myself. Yeah. Okay, or think of it a different way. Because I've been told before, you know, that's the only way he can get you out of that situation is through agony. So if my, I come in, my son has continually uh, eaten cookies, and they're all over the floor. And I've come in, he's done it ten times in a row. And I say, now I'm going to bust your teeth out so you can't eat cookies anymore because that's the only way I can stop you from eating cookies. Why is that a lie? Why does that sound crazy? If I say that's the only way I can stop you from eating cookies. Because there's clearly other options to me. Why? What is, what's another option? Just make one up. Uh, another option would be to hide the cookies. Okay. <laughs> so this, now stay with me. I'm not trying to mess with you because I do come around on this. Right. But so now you're telling me that God's only option is to hurt me when he is the creator of the universe. Mm. So his only option is to take his, his thunder and smack me across the face. Mm. There's been no way. Now, people can spin that the other way. Why do we, why do we spank? You know, I certainly see that. Okay. Mm-hmm. So where I've landed on is not so much that God doesn't do that. He said, I think we need to be careful what we're, when we say those types of things. Yeah. 
not every, because what we're doing is creating a culture where, at least I'll use me, where I literally live in fear of every time I mess up. And I'm not even taught every time. Or I let someone tell me that the punishment that, or the punishment, see I just said it. The things that are happening in my life are still happening because of something that happened seven years ago. Mm-hmm. When clearly I've moved past that. Right. Does that make sense or have I just no, terribly no. destroyed everyone? No, in the no, world man. Here? I think this makes sense. I think like you said, it's just super deep, dude. And like, So here's why I've landed. I've heard this before. So do I believe there's times that the only way to get, get us out is going to hurt no matter what? Sure. It's like um, when you have a splinter. Okay. Sometimes the splinter is so deep it hurts to dig that that's out, right. and God's yeah. going to get it out of us and not going to let it. I can that I love that example because yeah. that's truth. Or the way I've looked. Sometimes you can get, or I've thought of my own life. Sometimes my foot is is stuck in a bear trap, yeah. and the truth is, any kind of trap like that to release it, an animal, yeah. you have to push it in more to hit the release and let them out. I believe that, but don't let's not tell people and make it seem like because that that clashes with our with our with what we know in our mind about everybody else. And I don't believe that's what God would do. Does that make sense? I don't believe, yeah. not that he would do it, but I don't believe, I think we're, that's a, such a subtle thing. And this, this may get some negative comments. I hope, and I hope you guys are tracking with me and understand I'm not saying that God doesn't discipline. I believe his word says that. I'm yeah. saying the way we view it has to be different. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. Because, well, and I think that does make sense because I think a lot of it has to do with our own minds, you know, and like, you know, we're, we're sinful in nature, so when it comes to like you mentioned agony earlier, I was like, you know, honestly, a lot of agony is by ourselves. That's it, and I'm okay with saying that a consequence of sin sometimes is the pain. That's different. Yeah. And when we say that, that still sucks, and we should say it with love and grace. Like, man, that you know, there's things in my life that happened that are a consequence of mis- of things I've done. It wasn't mm-hmm. God, but then there have been people who have told me and tried to make me feel better in a way by telling me. That that's God's love. Yeah, and in the moment I accept it because I'm so broken, I'm like, I guess that is love. But then later I don't realize how that's affected my life moving forward. Well, yeah, Because who wants that kind of love? Because now you're like, that makes sense. Exactly. You wouldn't want that because now it's like a fearful love. And, and then people are like, oh, let's talk about, you know, when it says God, you know, God fear, fearing people. Fear the Lord. difference. Yeah, that's called yeah. awe. What that means yes. is I'm in awe. If you stand over the Grand Canyon leaning over it, you... Fear it, but not because you think the Grand Canyon is going to eat you. It's because you respect the size, majesty. You know that it's dangerous. It's mm-hmm. You're in awe of it. Not God doesn't. There's no way. If Jesus says, what good father would give their son a rock when he asks for bread? Yes. You, are, you, you don't do that, and you are sinful people. How much more will your heavenly father give good to those yes. who ask? So mm. why, why do we assume that he doesn't want good for us. And I don't think everyone does. Some of you out there may not have that thought. But I know because me, and I can't be the only one, some of us live in that. That's right. And that's part of why we feel like we have to earn it because at any moment, if I'm not perfect, if I step out of line, he's going to look. There are times that we have to spank, right? But, you know, our kids, for instance. But yeah. most of the time, it's not the first thing we do. Mm-hmm. We don't jump to that, do we? Why? Yeah. Because we we don't want to do that. Exactly. I think, honestly, that, that, that would make sense for the heart of God. Like, there's a process probably. Obviously, I'm not God. I can't. Sure. And, and I'm not saying, we're not talking about every situation. I'm just saying, is there a subtle different, is there some subtle lie that a lot of us in the church live in mm-hmm. about the view of God? Because why does he say, Father? Why does he speak to us in terms that we intrinsically know? He says, Jesus is the, the bridegroom and the church is the bride. Mm-hmm. Why? Well, he's describing what we all know, that an intimate relationship to husband and wife is one of the most loving, a good one. 
one's picture we have, right? Yeah. Why does he say father to son? Why does he say heir? Because you treat the, your heir with honor. It's your son. It's the next one in line. Like mm-hmm. These are things that he's trying to appeal to, I think, what we understand. you know. And it's limited. So if, he, if he's speaking to us in a way that's limited because we're humans, it's probably going to be even better than that. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. I hope I've made sense here. <laughs> no, no, this is, it's, I think you've made sense. It's just, like you said, it's a, it's a really deep concept of, and it's very subtle. It's definitely subtle, and it's scary, dude. I think it makes 100% sense to me, because I think I live similar. You know, I think of uh, the way God would love me in a way of, like you said, like, if I, if I step out of line, he has to punch me or something, you know? And, you know, that's the first thing he like, goes to. Exactly, and that's not true. Like, yeah, because I want you. Okay, maybe a better way to put it. I want you to think of the best father, or picture in your mind with a with a young child. Because mm-hmm. to, compared to God, we're like babies, right? I mean, that's right. More, but babies, okay, the toddlers that run around our church. I want you to think of the best good father. Maybe it's not even here that you know. Mm-hmm. Their kid grabs, um, grabs. I don't know. A we see it before. Grabs a toy and hits him in the head with it. Does he immediately smack him in the mouth and throw the... No, why, and why? He, he's gentle. And yes, there is a time sometimes that they have to go. But when you think of the process of a good father, how do they treat that child even when they mess up? Dude, with grace. And love. And love. like, and even when that discipline comes, it's only when there's no other option, right? That's or only right. when... And we, you and I are flawed humans. And that's how we see a good father. That's right. He is the best father. So how will he treat us? that make sense? Mm-hmm. So why do we put on God? We think, truthfully, we think God is a worse father than the best human father. That's how we, that's how we sometimes view it. Yeah, we, we tend to value human, humans in general more, like, yeah. in terms of, like, relationships, like, 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 examples, and, like, like, or I know, like, we've talked about fearing, like, we, we tend to fear man more than God in moments of, like, sin or whatever, even though God's there all the time. But yeah, and if I didn't, and I think that would help with that, too, because he's my father. And let's take that as an example. You, the best father, pick one in your mind right now, the best father you see, would he let a bunch of kids run up and beat his son? Even if they're like, well, I'm a good kid, I don't steal. You stole, so let me punch you in the face. No, he's going to say, get off my son. I, I'll handle this. Leave him alone. Mm-hmm. But we justify tearing each other apart because we think that's what the father wants. So overall, guys, you know, if you want me to simplify this, I, I guess what I'm thinking is something for you to really re- go read this. God is a better father to you than the best father you can imagine. How would that change your life? If, if you just started thinking of him, maybe you can't fathom that, then start thinking that God is at least as good a father as the best father you know, and how does that father treat his child? Because that's going to give you, that's what I started with. I said, what's the best father I can see? How does he treat his child when they met? Just in general, not just messing up. Man, he delights in him, they play with him, they love him, they hold him, they're like, that's my boy. If I just think of God in that term, I'm like, man, he loves me. And now I get to go, it's better than that. Yep. Because he knows every part of me. And he truly knows what's best for me. He doesn't do, because parents sometimes are like, I don't know what to do, especially new parents. I don't know what's best. Do I put him in this school or that school? Do I, right. do I put him in this sport? Do I let him quit? Do I not? And God's up there like, I already know, son. I know what's best for you because I made you. Mm-hmm. And I love you that much. That's an incredible thing. So I don't know. Hopefully that made sense. Mm-hmm. But I'm still, even though I'm sitting here trying to explain it to you, I want you to understand, you guys, I'm not living out of that yet because my heart's still, my heart 
after years and years of living out of a different view of him as my father, mm-hmm. at least seven years, at least yeah. seven to eight years, I have not lived out of him being there. Because when, when I think about the good life for me, when I yeah. think about the time of my life when I was close to the guy but not in church, I lived out of him as my good father. He was always for me. I literally lived that way, and I lived so free. Yep. But for seven to eight years, I have put this protect, like I viewed him wrong. And now my, what my mind is processing to be true, which is he is my good father, versus what my heart has been living out of mm-hmm. are clashing. And so it's like I got to get, you know, I'm, I, I get it. Now I got to get it to envelop my heart. Yes. So I live out of that. That's so good, man. Mm. So that's where I'm super deep. Sorry. That's um, awesome. And I don't know if it makes any sense because it, I apologize. Part of it is, hope you guys can see this. We talk about this all the time. Yep. I'm still processing it. That's right. And I, you could probably tell. Like I, there, are, there are these concepts, and I think that's why Jesus spoke in parables, by the way. We know that because for several reasons. But one is, man, these things are so lofty, these thoughts and ideas, yeah. that it's hard for my mind, my human mind, to put it into words. Yeah, it's, dude. Man, so many things you wrap your head around. Yeah. All this. It's, but no matter at the same time, it's at. simple. What makes, it compl- yeah. what makes it complicated is our inability to believe it. <laughs> yes, I think you're right. I think you put it on paper, you look at it, and you go, that makes sense. And then when you actually want to try to do it, live it out, and believe it, that's when it gets complicated. Because that flesh is fighting it, man. But I think that's the difference between a fan and a follower. Mm-hmm. Is A fan can look at it on paper and go, yep, I like that. That's it. But they don't want to deal with the exactly. wrestling of living it. Exactly, but the followers... It's good have to actually go, okay, yeah, it looks good on paper, but now I'm going to take that paper and apply it. And that's when you start seeing things differently. That's when those mm-hmm. layers are peeled back and you see things differently. And you have to understand that, man, you're still trying to catch up, even though you do believe in your heart. Your outside isn't showing it yet. You have to deal with that. You have to deal with all these things. You know, and mm-hmm. it's, it's a ride. It's even hard to talk. Yeah, it is. But what's tough is even the simple thought of God's love for us. This is another thing I thought, you know, as I try to talk to people. As soon as I say God loves you, every Christian goes, yeah, I know. And they stop listening. But I think a lot of them are living out of that same thing I was living out of to a degree at times, which is what they think is God's love isn't really what God's love is. But because they're in a way arrogant and they're like, well, I already know this. No, you don't. There's a reason that he has to tell us a hundred times he loves us. And I think, I really feel like if we would just stop and breathe and consider that sentence. God loves you. Like I've said it three ways before. It sounds corny, but I've said it to myself like this. God loves me. God loves me. God loves me. Like all three of those statements are crazy. Yeah. You know, it's the same statement, but the emphasis either way is like, let yourself think that and sit in that. and, And then this does become good news, right? But we don't, man. And so sometimes I get discouraged. When I'm talking to people about it, man, you're not one of them because I think you think because they just they're so trapped. I feel bad. I'm not even mad. Sometimes I'm mad because they're religious nutballs. I should say that religious people that are grumpy. Yeah. Um, because they would li- rather live in a safe religion than in the joy of a living God, right? Like, but it makes me sad because they won't even think about it so that they can live in that freedom. Because if I believe he loves me, truly, I know we say this, but if I really believe he loves me, you know, that verse that says, if God is for me, what can man do to me? You know? <laughs> and well, if I live that, then my whole life will be changed. And maybe that's what he's waiting for. Maybe 
maybe people say, oh, you know, you got to, certain people say, you got to receive his blessings and get ready for it. Maybe it's just about receiving his love, and in that, the blessings come. Yeah. It's like, like you you kind of put a lock yeah. on that door. Yeah, and he's and like, like, I got some stuff like, for it. Start to open, he's like, boop! Yeah. yeah. Rips it open, and there you go. Because you know? you're afraid of what's behind it instead of realizing he's got all these gifts for you. That's why I love you. Why would I bring you anything bad? Mm-hmm. You asked me for bread. I'm not going to give you a rock. Right? I'm going to give you pie. You know, more than better than you thought. I love pie. So, <laughs> cheesecake, actually. Cheesecake. Sorry, I feel like I rambled a lot today, but I'm no, just trying man, to... that was... It. You want to consider it rambling? It was good rambling. I thought it was awesome, man. That was awesome. So, yeah, man, I don't know. I guess, again, guys, wrapping up, just really let yourself sit in that. Don't just do your Christian... Like, I'm, I'm talking to you. That's right. Yeah, who? Me? Yeah, you, the Christian who's like, I already know this, and... Will you just take a second today and pray and ask God to show you how much he loves you and then let yourself sit in that mm. and ask, what, what does that mean? What have I accepted versus what is reality about God's love? Have I accepted a cheaper form of love because that's what people told me or because of fear when the truth is? like It doesn't make sense that he loves us like that. Mm. Yeah, that's so good. It reminds me of a lyric in a song that says, we've all, we've all sold God for this half-hearted formula. And man, I'm like, that's actually, that's so good. That's like religion, right? Like we've given that up. I love that. Man. Anyway. Yeah. I don't know how you go go back from that. I I think that's it, man. I think think you said, that's that's a wrap, man. Sorry, guys, if I ramble, but hopefully, you know, that's where I was really at. That's amazing. I loved it. I hope you guys appreciate it. Um, Yeah, interact with us too, guys. What are your thoughts? You know, if you don't understand something, I know we both see those and... We want this to be as close to a dialogue as we can have. Yes. So, you know, if this, you know, just comment below or ask questions, or if you don't feel comfortable doing it under your name, you can shoot us a question referencing this episode, episode 32, and say, hey, in reference to, here's some thoughts we have, and we can, you know, follow up on that. But Mm -hmm. um, thanks, man, for just always being such a great guy to talk to and, like, for helping me. I appreciate that. Absolutely. It's a blessing. I love your mind. (laughs) And I love your heart. It's a crazy place. (laughs) It's it's. It's, I love when you when you peel it back and you just let it go because it's something great comes from it every time, man. So don't ever, God. don't ever feel discouraged to to you know let it go because it's it's so good. Listen, if you think you're gonna make me cry, I'm gonna take a drink to cover. <laughs> don't do that. Oh gosh. Anyway, well, um, let's see. We have any last things to say or thoughts? Um, let us know what you think of the setup. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I'm really excited about the, the chairs and stuff that are coming. Oh yeah, it's going to be great. Too. So yeah, just uh, comment opinion and then also start a dialogue. Um, thank you guys so much for for sticking around. Like you said, episode 32. It's it's been a wild ride and just oh man, I tend to take a lot of things for granted and sometimes I can take this for granted. So mm-hmm. uh, today is a day though where I recognize how and how thankful I am for real talk and all of you and being able to. Uh, answer questions to the best of my ability, you know, and honestly, this has been such a maturing process for me. I, you know, I remember when this whole thing first started, I was so nervous. Because, mm-hmm. like, man, I know nothing. I don't know what I'm going to do. People are going to ask me these deep questions. I don't know what to say. And, like, it's been cool, though, because I've never had to face that pressure, because if I didn't know, I could say that. You know, and that's because of you guys, too. That's not even just, you know, Todd or even just the idea of this. That's you guys going, you know what, it's okay if you don't have an answer, because at the end of the day, we're all just a family talking about life. And that's amazing. Amen. What a what a what a beautiful thing. So thank you so much. Yeah, that's really good. You want to tell them about uh, Real Talk Live? Just 
Yeah, sure. Uh, so this Thursday, 9 p.m., we're going to have Real Talk Live. September 26th. September 26th. Uh, I don't know if we're going to have a guest or not. I have no idea. I think there is one. Okay. But we can't tell you more than that. Yeah, I think there is one. Okay, cool. Uh, 9 p.m. Uh, invite your friends, guys. We love to have new people come on that we've made some amazing friends just from people randomly finding us. So um, invite your friends. Tell them to invite their friends. Let's have a party. Let's have a good time. And we've been doing hot challenges lately. So it's pretty... Uh, I, I don't know why I did this, but yeah, we do. <laughs> I don't know why. Top you know, deuces, yeah. <laughs> um, so that gets pretty fun and pretty wild. So just come join us. Have a good time. Uh, and you can always ask us questions in the uh, above link. And we also answer those on our live episodes. So if you guys have something and you don't see it being answered on a pre-recorded episode, join us live because we might be answering them there. Love it. Yeah, I think... Um, we would love to break our record. We still haven't broken the record, which would be uh, several records. One would yes. be, I think, about 1,300 views, which is insane. It's um, I believe uh, Ezekiel, Zeke still has a record for guests, but also we would love to break a record of 44 at-once viewers. We right. clearly have more than that, but at one time. And, or our shares, which I think was 41. 41. Which is Yeah, so if you, um, we would love to have you join us, and let's, let's break that record together couple things I want to point out. If you would like to donate to our ministry, that link will be above as well, yes. to Real Talk. Uh, you can go to www.theremnant.life slash give. You hit it. It's You can hit the drop-down box, hit Real Talk, enter in your info, and you can give right then and there. And go right, right back into the ministry. Speaking of which, I want to give a shout-out to today's, uh, what is it, supporter of the week. That's All right. right. Greg Bennett, Triple B. <laughs> Triple B. Uh, Greg Bennett, yes. he uh, donated to Real Talk, so we're just so thankful. Greg, thanks for your support. He's been yes. one of our biggest supporters, mm. uh, always yes. giving us encouraging things. So, uh, Greg Bennett, this one's for you. Thank you so much, 32. Greg. We appreciate you. We'll give him a shout-out live as well. Oh, absolutely. But, uh, we appreciate you. So if you want to give, again, the link's above. Guys, we would love to see uh, and just support. I mean, regardless, they're supporting us by watching. But yes. if you want to give to that, completely tax deductible, by the way. You can claim on your taxes if that's if that motivates you, and that's okay. Take yes. advantage of it. Absolutely. Um, as we also said, the link is always active, seven days a week, three hundred twenty, not twenty. That's silly. <laughs> three hundred sixty-five days a year. I cut about forty year forty what <laughs> forty days off. So that being said, uh, you hit the link and ask questions anytime you want. Uh, if you this video blessed you in any way, please like it, share it, even this this web series video. And if you have not liked our Facebook page, and know you're getting tired, you've listened to this for a while, That's right. would you please go and like our page? Not just follow it, like it and yes. follow. Um, and again, the way Facebook works, the more likes we have, the more people it reaches. So we would just be so blessed if you would do that. And, and I think it encourages you too. Absolutely. Uh, we put out a lot of encouraging things. Check our website out, www.theremnant.life for any uh, sort of info, we got our calendar, I've got our beliefs, we got old sermons, we got mm -hmm. other things. Blog posts. Blog posts, yeah, which we got to get that updated. That's right. Because uh, we have like 15 blogs from, from you, from, I know Austin's got a great one, I've got an idea. There's a lot of cool things out there for people to see. So um, I think that's about it. Yeah. Uh, we love you guys so much. We hope you have a great day and God bless you.